3D6 Down the Line. Hey everybody, welcome back to 3D6 Down the Line. We're continuing our Mega Dungeon Crawl of the Halls of Ardvul by Richard Barton using the old school essential system by Gavin Norman. I am your host, John. I am the referee. And going around the horn, we have, as always. I'm Mike. I play Gorind, the um, dwarf, now third, fourth level? Fourth level. Fourth level? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. I'm David. I play Onweir, the soon-to-be third-level illusionist. Ted. You got this. Is dead to us. Actually, I screwed that up, didn't I? Screwed it up. Well, oh, well. It you know what? It's yeah. it's all fine. We love you, John. Yeah. Ted, Ted is dead to us. Uh, he's recovering from some jet lag, but we'll see him next time. And lastly, but not least, we have... Here we go. Now I'll do it. I'm Matt. I play Avaricios, the left hand of Lysion. My nice. right hand, I left somewhere. But uh, yeah, I'm a fifth level cleric. I'm ready to lay down some magical heart. Yeah. So Power. as you can see before you on the display, we have... Uh, we got some pretty decent mid-levels going on here. Uh, Dwarf 4, Illusionist 3, Goblin 3, and Cleric 5. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> They're doing quite well. Uh, so uh, exciting stuff afoot in Gosterwick. So we're going we're gonna to wrap up the the end part of our downtime, and then they're going to head back to Ardenvul, provided they don't die in the streets of Gosterwick. So... Uh, <laughs> that would possible. be pretty funny actually because we planned all week <laughs> yeah it's very true like, but you never know like coming back from vietnam and getting killed in a car crash wandering encounters man all right so uh first thing we're gonna do is um we're gonna have well first thing i need to do is i need matt to actually join owlbear that's important oh yeah uh, uh, but, but on weir uh, we're going to do some dice rolls because you went up to third level last session, but you were not at last session. So we need to get you your hit points. Um, you had already rolled for your second level hit points, right? I did. I That's rolled right. a whopping 01 okay. on my second level so, hit points. I am ready whenever you are. <laughs> uh, here we go. I have, I have, I have a um, D10, right? Illusionist, yeah, I have a D10. Afraid, I'm afraid pretty not. sure. I, I thought it was 2D10. Do you have a con bonus? Yeah. That's the question. Uh, I have a oh, negative one. Better. Well, that is <laughs> that is a con. <laughs> so, so let me roll my my oh, yeah, mystical d4 seven. and see oh, what man. I end up with. Oh, brutal! No, I have a con nine. Con yeah, nine. but you're down right now, right? Oh, so it's, oh no, oh, not anymore. I'm down, I, wait, I have a I have a con seven. I was okay. reading my decks. So that's my mistake. Ready? Con seven. All right, you ready? Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. Ooh. Big two. Hey, we're working with six <laughs> yeah. HP now, gang. <laughs> two hit points per level. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. So uh, everyone is caught up with leveling up, I believe. Um, okay. So first of all, it is technically the 11th of Ligarios is where we actually left the PCs last time. Okay, they had finished their meal with Dalton's Darlings. They had done business with Eusebia Focus. Um, they had learned about Isocritus. They had uh, talked to, they had changed out their money. They had brought it back to the Rarities Factor. Wit Trimmer made them the offer of taking all of Laryl's items in return for a betrayal of one of his clients. Uh, he claims he has information from one of your rival bands, um, but you refused that offer and kept Laryl's uh, artifacts. Um, all that took place in a very hectic day of downtime. Um, Mort has, or Ted, I should say, has actually taken care of paying for the week's worth of um, staying at the Stunned Acolyte at your discounted rate that you have in the suite there. 
Um, so what I need to know from you guys first is, do you want to skip ahead the six remaining days to the 17th of Lagarios and pick it up there? Um, uh, what we can say is we can, we can have it there. And so like your concussions are ended basically. And in those six days, as if Avaricios was training with Njal and having his, um, hook made, uh, basically that, um, you could have done the hiring of mercenaries and stuff like that. Is that what we want to do? Yep. I think Absolutely. so. Sure. Okay. Yeah, John. So there was there was just one other thing, a minor little thing, mm-hmm. little project, little side project. Uh, Avaricious has going on. Uh, one thing that he would know that I don't know. In that period of those of those days, uh, what is because uh, I know there are like different um, market days um, that happen in uh, in the, in Gosterwick. Mm-hmm. What's the largest, like most important one? I he would need he would need to know like what's the day that the um the, that the fancy one happens. You know, not like the, the the you know the guys doing low level trades or whatever. Yeah. But the day that the wealthy might come out and buy a few things. Uh, well, there's actually a uh, the upper market, I believe, is where you're going to be wanting to look. I'll double check real quick. Uh, there. No, actually, it's a central market. So, um, <laughs> and so this it, look, is it looks the, like. Yeah. I was just uh, while while it was quiet. I was just going to say this is the the little project. He's been like uh, pulling mice from the uh, uh, from the bag as we need them. Uh, using his speak with animals spell uh, to uh, train them to um, kind of uh, eat the eat the threads out of the bottoms of the, uh, the uh, coin purses, uh, uh, fancier coin purses, and um, asking them to like rec- recruit friends. So he's like cr- trying to like build this little uh, army of uh, coin purse loving mice. Very cool. Okay, so yeah, uh, the. The market is right here, the central market. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, there, but there is a market held twice a week on Tots, uh, Tots Day and Demas Day. Tots Day is basically our Tuesday. Demas Day is our Saturday. Um, and um, the Tots Day market is larger with more mundane wares and things like that. Tots Day is probably the one that you're looking for. That's usually when merchants and uh, peddlers um, from afar will come and um, have a, uh, more of a chance of like specialty items and things like that. So okay. probably the okay. demo's day, um, which for you guys would be the 13th. Okay. All right. So um, uh, before before we leave then, um, uh, you know, the day of the 13th training as usual, you got to get, you know, got to get back up in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, that evening, the evening before this market, um, he would just go uh, – uh, Get his uh, little trained friends into his pouch, mm-hmm. into his backpack. Ask them to, you know, be patient, and he would take them to, um, I guess it's the uh, uh, that upper kind of walled area where the wealthy, uh, uh, wealthier yep. citizens live. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The upper market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, early evening he would just kind of find a, uh, a quiet alley and uh, let his. Uh, let his little friends go, reminding them of the the many many treats that await them. Lovely, if they can 
uh, just uh, return to him uh, with as many of these little threads uh, from the coin purses as possible. So wait, wait, what are, what are the mice sent to do? Um, uh, he's been training them. So remember he bought all of these like fancy uh, coin purses like a wealthy person would have. Yeah. And he's been training them to uh, like nibble at the threads that keep the bottoms of them together mm -hmm. and uh, bring him uh, like bring him those little threads. Gotcha. Okay. Like, okay. Like basically rich people's purse threads is what you're having them bring. Yes. Okay. But without them noticing, obviously, right? That's the whole point. Well, yeah, he's doing, doing this at night when they're asleep. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Uh, right. So I, I don't see any reason why that would not work. Like no one would suspect that, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they, 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 they flutter off Cinderella style to go do their business. And then, <laughs> and then you, uh, you do go I get back a Gus Gus? Yeah. Um, you're, you're asleep resting in your huge cushy bed in the stunned acolyte suite in your own private room. And it's just lap of luxury. And you're woken by the sound of a uh, slight little squeaking, um, I don't know how long speak with animals actually last, but we'll, um, but regardless, you have, you have access to the spell. So there, yeah, and I, I know, I know what they, I know what they want. If they, if they come back and they have the little threads, he gives yep. them the little, little, uh, little treat. Oh, yep. They've, they've arranged it in like a nice little nest right at your head on your pillow. And they're all like sort of on their hind legs, just sort of like, <laughs> they're like so happy to like have, have done this for you. Um, uh, and, uh, you can feel the, the other spirit within you is very, very pleased. Um, at this wonderful beginning to what uh, what the spirit thinks is probably a delicious prank. <laughs> and he, um, yeah, he, um, uh, you know, acknowledges the spirit within him, but he likes to think there's a little bit of Ibby in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Thoth, Thoth had, a, had, a, had a whimsical side, we think, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a very well, I guess serious we'll find guy. Yeah. That is also the day when you uh, when you wake up on that day to actually tell your mice to do that um, is the day that your concussion ends. The very next morning yeah. when you wake up, uh, Onweir's concussion ends. So um, <laughs> you guys are free to cast spells with the certainty that they will be cast as long as Avaricio stays in the favor of his god. Um, and right. Cool. Uh, so in the meantime, you guys are going to attempt to um, hire some folks, right? Okay, well, yes. actually, first of all, uh, I need a couple of logistic things real quick. Um, I need to know who is wearing Ruritanus and who was wearing Aethel Gifu. That is very important. All right, so I think with the, um, uh, with the rings, we had discussed that um, Avaricios was going to wear uh, one of them. And uh, I think we, we had agreed that Mort, at least, was... Um, for now was going to wear uh was going to wear the other one okay. what is your backup since ted is not here um i think uh, well, we, we, i don't think we can both i need for uh some of the invisibility plans that we had working for the um uh for the scouting session we need somebody who's not going to be in our little uh scouting party to have to be wearing the other one of the rings so that'd be gorn then uh Right. Okay. Okay. Gorin. Gorin. So, Avaricios, uh, write down that you have Rotanus <laughs> and Gorin. You're going to write down that you have Aethel Gifu, and they are non-encumbering items. Okay. Um, now, uh, of equal importance, who is wearing Laryl's items? I'm going to go down the list. Who has? Who is wearing the cloak? Uh, I believe I am. Okay. Yes. Who is wearing the? Who is bearing the pin? The sword? The dagger? I should say. 
I, I'm going to, that was supposed to be Ted's item, but he's not here to fight over it. So I'm going to take it for now. Okay. I think that's good to have you use anyway for now. That's and who has the sack? Oh. Who's got the sack, man? Ted, Ted had it, but again, I think I don't think we should leave the any artifacts on the non-player. <laughs> so, who would like to wear the? Okay, I'll, I'll, like the I've been doing stuff with the mice, so I'll 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 hold I'll hold the sack. Well, Ted's. Cool. So everyone's got the sack. Okay, let me look up these real quick. I need to double check something because there are adjustments here. Um, uh oh. So. First of all, um, cloak wear that would be on where your AC raises by two. Okay, in a good way. Cool. All right, and you understand that it gives you a twenty-five bonus to twenty-five percent bonus to reaction rolls. That'll probably be like an extra two or so on a two d six. I don't know, something like that. Um, and then you're gonna be yeah. uh, you can become invisible for three turns per day. Um, yep. Gorand, since you have the pin, you actually gain. Uh, not only is it like the you know, the plus three dagger, but it gives you a plus one to dex. Ooh. Okay. Um, I think does 14 put you at a, at a new tier. I would have to double check that. I didn't think so, but sometimes 5e infects my brain. I got it right here. Uh, no, it's still, still, still the same as a 13. Okay. Okay. But still so, plus three dagger. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, and remember that any successful hit using the dagger inflicts slow on the victim if they fail a save versus spells, right? Make sure you, I'm just, you guys should have yep. this all written down. This should not yeah. be. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then the sack that's Avaricios, um, it's a bag of holding, has basically 50 slots worth that can be held. Remember, it still has to be able to be stuffed into like a normal opening of a sack, right? Um, and it acts uh, similar to your robe of useful items, which you're, you've already done. So, cool. Um, Excellent. Very powerful items that you have not given up. Okay. You have decided that you're going to take Samantha, the red, with you, right? Um, mm -hmm. Of all the NPCs. Samantha right. is a first level fighter. We have her stats written out on a sheet. Um, that's, uh, Onweir is going to adopt her. Um, what wage are you going to pay her? What's, what's the baseline for that? Just so we know. It's not really a baseline. You kind of have to tell me what you. She's going to stay with you as long as you pay her something decent. But like, I'm not going to make a roll or anything. But so because she's a hireling, is that a share of XP or is that yes a flat fee? She gets she gets a share of XP, but she only gets fifty percent of that share. Okay. Um, so that that just happens mechanically, but you guys have to decide as a party like how much you're going to pay her. Right. Well, why don't we just give her a share of treasure then? Why don't we, you know what I'm saying? Rather than. Oh, she flat, I mean, a, a flat fee would be probably serve us a little money. You know what I'm saying? I would say, yeah. I mean, why don't we give her. A I don't think that's a lot. I mean, she, yeah, she's worth more than that. Let's, let's. Uh, what about for, for this, for this. Uh, 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 Bear in mind, she's level one. For this mission. FYI. Uh, 10, 10 gold. 10 gold for the whole mission. Does that, does that sound day. skimpy? Oh, for the mission. Well, that's a that's 10 gold for a like one day work. Well, can I we, mean, can we money, ask right in, in the can we ask of, what the mercenaries cost per day? Uh well, it, I mean they're going to be they're going to be less, right? I mean a lot less. 
Yeah, so I mean, kind of, this isn't like a normal retainer, right? So Samantha has been with you already, <laughs> and she has taken up her fair share of the of the loot haul, right? So she has like she's seen like mm -hmm. a lot of money, right? So if you're like, here's ten GP to risk your life again, she's gonna basically be like, fuck off, right? Right. That's what. Yeah, that's where the fuck off level is where we're looking. <laughs> so we want to go above that. Yeah, like way um, above that is what I'm saying. Like it's she's not some scribbing is you know what I mean. Like she's she's seen the wealth that's there. She has it in her wow. hands. You know. Um, that's why I think we give them a share, dude. Like. Because okay. then they have a vested interest. So, so if there's four main party members, right? That's a tw that's a quarter share each, like one big share, right? So, um, the way they would do it, like in ships and stuff like that, is that say you, everyone has a hundred shares, and we start out at twenty five. There's a hundred shares total. We all start at twenty five. Then we reduce our share amount to break off some for somebody else. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, well, I, I just don't. Want, I just don't want to be cheap with her. Um, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm fine with giving her. Yeah, a share. Why don't Why don't we give her a half share of like whatever we find, right, John? So, well, how many? What? <laughs> She's how a many, level one fighter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I want her to like us, but <laughs> a half share. You don't, of I don't think you're getting what I'm saying. So, <laughs> like, yeah. he's, he's saying like that, that's actually pretty normal. Like, it's basically. Uh, whatever your share would be on Weir, she would get mm -hmm. half of that amount. Oh, oh I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Half yeah. of all the treasure. Yeah, yeah. Half of all the treasure. Not half share. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't process it. Would basically that. be like it would basically goals. be like twelve point five percent. Right. Right. I think that's a very reasonable. And, and we can Absolutely. offer that to pretty yeah. much anyone who wants to sign on with us, right? Like we could offer that to Trusty. Yeah. We could offer that to you, Sam. Um, Yost is going back to the darlings, at least for now. Um, and who does that? And then y'all. So yeah, like we should, come. Yeah. so we give them all like those cool. three people, like that half share amount. Right. Okay. Well, y'all's coming so, no matter what, but that, that would be generous of you. Um, uh, Sam though is, is, is pleased with that notion. Um, she's, she's good with that. Uh, cool. and yeah, that, that's fine. That's totally good. Okay. Yeah, to do it, yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm sorry. I'm coughing. Half, half of our treasure. <laughs> okay. So on where on the sheet, you need yeah. to note that um, uh, what the loyalty score is, yeah. which is based on your charisma, um, which is high. Does that include the Does that include the laurels coat uh, bonus or no? Uh, no, because that's that's for reaction rolls. That's yeah. just reaction rolls. Um, right. But your charisma is high. It is a sixteen. Um, yep. which gives you a nine loyalty. So, uh, yeah, so she has a nine loyalty, and then you're going to want to mark her wage down as a half share of treasure. Okay. And she oh, has the Man Weeper, a Ransor, and she's pretty tough. She's got like, she's got pretty high dex, oh, pretty yeah. uh, high strength. So she's, she's kicking it. Um, but she is a first level fighter. Um, they didn't get enough, uh, enough of our, from our last haul to level up. No. Okay. Don't forget too that her signifying <laughs> thing is that she's basically red, right? She has red hair and she has that red scale armor, um, a, like a short shot of red hair. Um, I don't know if uh, any of you old schoolers out there remember the cover of um, Azure Bonds, the old Forgotten Realms novel with yeah. uh, with Alias, right? <laughs> yeah. So she's got she's got hair like that, like a like a t a tuft of eighties mane. 
Um, uh, it, it's called a mullet, John. I don't know if you remember. Or not. It was, it no, was, she uh, had it. It was more like a, like a no, just sort no, of no, no, it was, it was a fee mullet. Femullet. A femullet. Okay, fair enough. Anyways. Um, all right. Uh, so Avaricios completes his training with Nyal after this week on the 17th. Um, you you can you'll all see that even though Avaricios has, of course, been indulging himself because Lucian would want it that way. Um, yeah, yeah. You he, know, it's, it's how you honor your gods. It was actually hard for him to intake as many calories as he's been putting out for that whole week. And Avaricios is looking pretty, pretty, like, he, you know, he's disciplined, right? You know, and um, yeah. when he pulls out his, uh, what, are you, what are you wielding these days, a mace? Uh, what do I need? Yeah, because I didn't have... So, Avarice has been carrying a two-handed flail this whole time. So, so much for that. Just <laughs> chuck that Yeah, so you know what? We're, yeah, we're going to set that aside, right? We're going to set that aside. And, um, yeah, he's going to go up to... Um, let's see. Flails take two hands. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think he's just going to go back to, uh, back to the old mace. Yeah. So he's swinging that puppy around, and you can see that he's doing with quite some uh, some skill with the left hand now. Um, his right has a newly decorative, or, or functional and decorative, um, hook, uh, wicked-looking blade, um, and he can strap his shield to that as well. And so he is a new man. Um, nice. They feel much better. And also, he's also filled out as well because the wasting disease has been lifted, been cured um by the priest so he's good to go everyone is at full health and looking good uh we knew dean needed to determine but this was for sort of ted's job as sort of the treasurer um how much wealth was actually deposited at the rarities factor right um you have a lot and you needed to combine that with what you had already deposited there and determine like how much net wealth is actually sitting in that in that bank um in the meantime though you guys should mark how much money you're going to take with you out of the city if any um, right, so because that will count against your encumbrance, you don't have to do the nitty gritty right now, but right. Um, that you do need to mark that down though at some point, like you know, just how much pocket cash you've got on you, basically. Right, um, as long as we're under 100 coins, it doesn't take a slot, right? Uh, that's correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> okay, so, um, uh, David, you're gonna kill me, man. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. I just just a reminder because I wasn't here last session. I don't think any of you need it, but I have banded mail that I brought out with me that I'm obviously not going to wear. We can chalk it, or if any of you would benefit well, from it, why don't we give means. it to uh, Nial? Nial doesn't have uh, uh, any armor, and that would I, I was going to need to outfit Nial anyway. I thought he had chainmail. Does he have chain? He does have chain, but um, but David, uh, is there a reason why Onward wouldn't keep it on? Or do you plan to cast spells on this on this assault? During this assault, that's a good point. I guess I could just go I for mean, that's it. I mean, the reason you put it on in the first place. <laughs> I mean, no, I can't, I can't. I can't cast spells. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep it on. That's a good point. <laughs> Thanks, GM. Okay. Yeah. Last major thing before we get to the hiring the retainers. This is kind of cool. All right. Um, so, word has spread as far as Narcilion and Arcturos, which are the two major cities that rule the Exarchates on this continent, that a true engineering and magical wonder of antiquity has revealed itself at the long falls of Ardenvul. Can you guess what that wonder might be? The Ardenvader, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so 
uh, over the course of the, the past week that you guys have been dungeon delving and the past week that you've been down here in Gosterwick, the, the news has spread that this wondrous thing, like the, like the statues were famous already, right? That's what the area was known for. Um, but uh, the fact that the arm of Arden now raises and lowers uh, according to the whims of the Knights of the Azure Shield underneath the, uh, the, uh, the uh, um, direction of the Lady Alexia has drawn a huge influx of tourists, sages, and, of course, adventurers. Um, so, so many, in fact, that... You remember the original agreement was that the Knights of the Azure Shield, which is there's it's a larger contingent than, mo than when you usually find the Knights in other places around the Empire. There's about 30 of them or so. However, that's not enough to like every time someone wants to to use the elevator, it, they the Knights are the one that have the secret knowledge of how to raise it. Right. Um, so they have to escort them up and down the elevator. Well. Lady Alexia has, because uh, because it's getting a little bit too overwhelming, she has ordered the construction of a fortified gatehouse that straddles across the Imperial Road on the approach, very close to the tower where you met a certain ghost named Irtol. Oh. <laughs> right. um, so they they want to build this gatehouse like right, right in that spot where like the mist is like really, really strong, right? So it's probably going to be a miserable post. Um, but... Um, so they initially actually attempted during your week here in Gosterwick, you discovered through rumor on the street that they attempted to actually use the old tower as a, as a starting point to like rebuild those foundations. And then they mm -hmm. were scared away by rumors of a ghost. <laughs> um, so, uh, Alexia, Lady Alexia has put a, a call out for masons and carpenters across all of Burdock's Valley and co carts loaded with material are seen constantly streaming out and in, into the Imperial gate. Uh, which is in the south of the town there. Um, so there's a major construction cool. project. The The goal is is that the gate will eventually be garrisoned by Knights of the Azure Shield, who will then collect tolls for the use of the elevator and then provide escort to the top uh, as needed. So basically, you're, they're going to collect it right there at the gatehouse instead of doing it at the, at the actual hand. Um, hmm. So how does this affect you? Well, uh, Eusebia Focus, who who brokered this deal with you, basically. Um, the Knights of the Azure Shield need to know that the members of the AV Club, whoever those members happen to be, get free passage, right? They also need to know that you know how to use it and that you don't need an escort. You are the only people besides Lady Alexia and the Knights that know this, right? Um, so uh, you find uh, waiting for you in uh, the uh, behind the bar at the Sun Acolyte, you find five bronze pins. Each of them Ooh. is inset with pieces of green jade. Okay, um, it depicts Ooh. the arms of House Basilion. Uh, Basilion is the is Lady Alexia's house. It's also her half brother Iskander's house. It's one of the major five noble houses of the Empire. Uh, the arms itself are a top down view of a heron in flight. Right, so like a long beak with like spread wings and long feet kind of stretching behind, like a top-down view of what that would look like, right? Um, almost almost like a like a cross, right? Beak, wings, feet, right? Um, uh, the, the jade is actually like the heron, okay? Um, so these give you, there's a note that's attached to it, basically says that the bearer has free passage to the Arden elevator. Um, 
the addition of the jade elements, she makes special notes, are unique to these five pins. They were made especially, they were made specifically for the five members of the a of the AV club, right? That's what you the term that you made last time was that there would always be a maximum of five people, right? Um, so this allowed the the jade elements basically allow you to use the elevator without escort. They're unique to you, right? There are other passes that are also these bronze brooches as well, but they're pure bronze, and that allows you passage without having to pay the toll. But you still need to be escorted because the knights are the only one who know how to get up there. You understand? The yep. jade allows you to bypass and go up by yourself. Understand? And, and cut in line. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All the plebeians can wait in the back. <laughs> All right. Got it. So you want to mark that yeah. down. It's an unencumbering item, but basically oh. like elevator pass or something like that. You know, bronze, bronze brooch of House Basilion. Um, it is it is the lady's mark. Right. Okay. Now. Um, the good part. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> hiring mercenaries. So I need to know, uh, basically, you have two choices. Hiring mercenaries that are human or hiring a band of doughty dwarves. As much as I love the doughty dwarves, doughty, doughty, um, I kind of feel like they're full adventures and they want shares, right? That is what you explained to us last time. Uh, no, it, it, you would have to negotiate. Okay. Everything's going to cost money. It's Obviously, gonna, yeah, no yeah. problem. But I think the mercenaries are like a flat fee. Like we pay you each this amount of money. You will fight these guys. When you're done fighting, you will then go home. Right? That's how the mercenaries kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The 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 dwarves. Yeah. There there is a dwarven band. They will be more expensive, but they will also right. they will um, they will only. Well, what do you want? Basically, I want. 20 dudes with some tower shields, 10 with tower shields, 10 with crossbows to go down and sit in the debouche room and shoot at halflings and yeah, put a so winch. You, yeah. You want mercenaries, mercenaries right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, you can get these, you can get these men. Uh, you can get 10 crossbow men, 10 heavy footmen, just like you said. Mm -hmm. Now, what you find is, is that they're not, these aren't just like, like late, late, you know, you, you don't go down to the muddy puddle and just find a few mercenaries sort of hanging around, right? Like you want some, like a mercenary band, like like people who are part of a mercenary company, right? Right. Or are part of a brotherhood, right? So um, you end up uh, finding someone who is willing and uh, the the band is known as the Wine Dark Cohort. Ooh. The Wine Dark is, uh, as you know, is the name of the great vast ocean to the east that separates you from Arcantos. I think whoever named that was a Patrick O'Brien fan. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, these guys are my new favorite mercenaries. Uh, so the Wine Dark, or, yes, they are led, at least the contingent that is here in Gostowick. They, they claim that they are a much larger outfit, but uh, the people that are here is led by one Nicasia Duca. That's her name. Uh, and she is rough and ready. She is uh, lean, mean, uh, has seen her fair share of fights. She has um, no hair on the sides of her head, but she has one long brown mohawk that drapes over the left side of her head, 
right? It just like covers that bare part of her head there, leaving the other side exposed, right? Um, and she has a cruel smile, uh, flinty eyes, and she wields a bardish, which are badass, badass Ooh. weapons. So, um, she is pretty darn cool. And she's heading up a band of um, 10 and 10. Uh, or that's if you're looking for 10 and 10, that's what she's willing to give. Yes, Matt. John, two things. First, I don't know what a bardish is. It sounds really cool. Second, I got to go tuck in my kid. Okay, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> What's a bardish? It's, 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 a, it's a short-armed polearm where you actually grasp the uh, the long blade, like basically in the middle of the blade, but there's uh, a break in the metal. Oh. Uh, cool, I should have cool, cool. brought, probably drawn up a um, uh, picture, but that's okay. Go ahead. That's okay. Only, okay, I'm going to go tuck in. I'll be right back here. in a minute. All right. If only Ted were here. Okay. So okay. Uh, I'm going to have like a real consult. First of all, David is doing negotiation for price and loyalty, right? Because, all right. Oh, yes. But I will lay out the tactical plan for them and I will give them a no bullshit assessment and, and say, this is exactly what we're going to do. Um, number one, uh, I'll slide 50 gold to Nicasia right off the bat and she say, I'm okay, listening. this this <laughs> is to make sure that whatever we discuss here stays between us. Right? Understood. Because we're leaving in six days to go take care of these little bastards. Understood. We'll, okay. If the price is right, we'll be here. All right. Um, tower shields, crossbowmen, portcullis. Our job is to draw them out or to get them out. Um, we have a secondary team that's going to be uh, attacking from the rear. Uh, are we part of that secondary team? Nope. Our job is to hold the line, kill as many of them as we can, maybe set them on fire now that the cleric's not here to, to complain about it, um, and try and uh, get them out of their hole. These are halflings, she says. They're little, they look like halflings, but they're bastards, and they left us to die, and I'm going to wear their asses for hats. And this is purely a dwarven vengeance mission, <laughs> and you get paid for it. Pay is always good. Uh, I should say, however, that I uh, do not like to take my men and women down into the dungeon depths where they are closed with uh, only a few means of egress. We fight out in the field. I understand your I understand your hesitation. That's why I would like to tell you that there is a very direct route to this uh, location um, and then a very direct route right back out the way we came. Is there danger along the route? Um, well, we have to discuss this with Matt, I guess, David, but like, this is another thing why mercenaries aren't supposed to go into dungeons, right? It's like a whole thing. So I think we can, I don't want to take them the Dalton way through the passages and have them fight dudes, you know? That wasn't the plan. No, that's not the plan. Uh, uh, the, the mercs are oh, going okay, through perfect. the front entrance. So I explained to her that there is a pyramid in Ardenvul. It opens to a passageway. It is a straight um, down, like, I don't know, I give her exact dwarf measurements, 257 steps of like, you know, six inch steps and, you know, one passage, one person at a time. So I'll lead the way we get into this big room. I'll draw a map of the room with her for mm. her. So we get to that room. They will be trapped in this area. Potentially, I guess they, they might have other holes to come out of. So we may need to adjust our shield wall, but the entire encounter for the mercenaries will take place in this room. Once they're dead, you guys go right back up the uh, right back up those um, stairs, right up to the uh, uh, pyramid, and right back down to um, to Gosterwick. A little like bit down to the map, and she kind of looks up at you, and she goes, uh, uh, 
what was it? I lost my train of thought. Um, she asked, uh, are we taking prisoners? We'll determine that after the fight's over. So while we're fighting, no prisoners. No prisoners while we're fighting. Okay. We're hoping that they will throw down arms and negotiate a surrender. We're hoping. And that's why I want you guys there. I want to bring overwhelming force to the situation. And one more very important detail. Do they know we're coming? They know that we're pissed. They don't know. And they know that we escaped the Arden Vool. But here we are seven days later with no, no, no action against them. And I think they're very arrogant, you know. Do you trust everyone that you have talked to about this plan that they have not betrayed you to the halflings? I mean, trust for a dwarf is a difficult thing, right? Understandable. Um, I explained to her kind of the dynamic between us and the darlings and say they also got fucked over by the halflings. Mm-hmm. And we promised them like uh, severe wealth at the end of this little encounter. So we're hoping that that will uh, um, stay the hand of any betrayal. But regardless, all you have to do is get into this room, hold the line. If it goes pear-shaped, then I'll be retreating with you. Okay. Um, uh, I explain about the wench, the winch and the chain and the grapple. Right. She understands. So she she sees like the the area that you've mapped out and like what, what exactly is what, what it takes and all that kind of stuff. And she says, like, if we have the element of surprise, it should be a sure thing. As you said, numbers. Um, she she just worries how much you trust the darlings. Right. We're sending. I will. I will hearken back to a memory of a piece of graffiti that said the darlings own this floor in description of this. So it's interesting. Just to, just yeah. to depend. I don't know. I'm um, curious. She says, if me, this is one of the reasons why we don't like to go down into enclosed spaces like that, because if we are the ones that are taken by surprise, um, they or if or if they have knowledge of our approach, they will be able to set up defenses that will probably slaughter us. Correct. Well, that's why I'm hoping that the shield wall and the, the tower shields uh, will limit that because we would be able to identify if we're being surprised as soon as we get to that room, in which case we're just retreating back up the stairs behind shields. So okay. I'm so hoping that that's not the case. There is a wizard involved. We don't know the extent of his power. Mm-hmm. We're hoping the strike team will deal with him. But again, that's why I want to have big barriers of wood and steel between us and them. Sounds very dangerous. I do like it. She's she's like chewing on a toothpick. She takes the toothpick into her mouth and you hear like a snap inside of her mouth. And she, <laughs> she spits out the two ends and she goes, all right, this is what I want. For my men in this level of danger, I want eight gold per soldier uh, for my crossbowmen. And I want 10 gold per soldier for my footmen. That's a flat fee. I think it's fair considering what you're asking us to do. Wait, per day or for the whole mission? For the whole mission. That's 180 gold. Oh, hell yes. And I'll tell you this. Upon successful completion of the mission, that 50 gold is for you to keep. Upon its successful uh, uh, completion of the mission, we will give another 90 gold to be distributed amongst the men. Why don't we make it an even 100 since there's going to be... 20 men. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was just doing half of what she said. So, yeah, that's fine. 
right. you have yourselves so, a deal, Master Mister Blackhood. We look forward to uh, to following your direction. Um, I assume I, that this means that your men will come with whatever provisions that they need. I we 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 outfit our own. Uh, okay. To be very clear, I command my men. You can command me. Absolutely, wouldn't have it any other way. Very well. Uh, and she, I'll she be is, fighting with you. So we leave on the morning of the 18th. Mm-hmm. I will see you then. We will be ready at the Imperial Gate. All right. You don't happen to have any sappers with you, do you? No sappers, unfortunately. Damn it. All right. So the rest of my week, John, after um, Anwir gets their loyalty thing going, I'm going to get the grapple, the chain, and the portable winch, if there is such a thing. Okay, so the winch, chain, and hook will cost you a total of 50 gold for everything. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're going to need two donkeys probably to carry all of this shit down there. Uh, Four casts of oil. Uh, And then... Oh, sorry. So they will actually bring their own pack animals with them. Oh, okay. You can use those if you want. Oh, perfect. Uh, the four casts of oil will cost you 80 gold. When you say casks, you're talking like barrels, right? Like not, not, yes. not flasks, casks. I was, no, I was talking about like like pony keg size barrels of oil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, hey, Mike, uh, what is that for? That is for retreat. Retreating? For what? If things go pear-shaped, we're going to dump them on the oh. stairs and set it on fire. Okay, so that's going to cost you gotcha. – basically, it's it's 20 gold per cask. All right, so I'm wondering if I have too much then, John. If these are like beer barrel size casks of oil, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably more fire than we really want, right? So it, Yeah, it'll, that'll light up a big area. Let's do one cask. One cask? Okay. Yeah. So 20. All right, is someone marking down these expenditures? I am. I've got it. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're in the shared notes also. Great. Yeah, I'm putting them in shared notes. How many and those meals? are going to be provided yeah, see, by the Merc company. The mercenaries are, are bringing those. Okay. Okay. And I'm done. Oh, wait. Can I get plate mail uh, in this should, week? You can. Well, it, actually, you're a dwarf. Right. So it can certainly be made for you. Um, but the chances that there is actually some here, we would have to roll. Are you okay with that? That's fine. Um, you, we can roll. And then if it's not available, I'll commission a smith to make some. Okay. So uh, um, how about just a, a metal barrel with some suspenders? Hell yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> right. Uh, let's do a let's do a two and six, Mike. I'm ready when you are. All right, man. Let me get to my elbow. Two and six. Oh, nope. All right. No good. Um, so I will go to I'll go find a smith, a really good armor smith. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no mechanic in OSE for like uh, unusual materials or like adamantine or mithril or anything like no, that, not right? In this town. I, I should no, also yeah. mention too that plate mail does not actually exist in the setting. But if you want like the equivalent, you are looking at the um, at the Arcantian lamellar. Okay. But the problem is, is that it's it's marks you as you're fronting as imperial, and there are no dwarf legionnaires. Okay, um, but if I'm having it made for me right Mm -hmm. can they use the basic construction of that but tone down all the imperial iconography and like the look of it and all the rest of that i don't think you're going to be able to get around it 
What if I go to a dwarven smith? <laughs> There's no dwarven smith. I'm oh, telling geez. you, man, barrel with, with suspenders. Get a yeah. narrow, metal barrel with <laughs> some suspenders, baby. Hey, just because I don't remember, John, what is the downside for being marked as an Arkantian? Uh, it just, like, no citizens look, like, and especially official people don't look kindly on anyone who falsely claimed to be legionnaires. Um, uh, gotcha. Uh, oh, All actually, right, well, you know I what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. That's for the, that's for the Lorica. The lower K, so that's fine. The Arcantian Lamellar, which is actually heavy duty armor, is not something that the Legionnaires wear because uh, they like to stay mobile. So, this is the heaviest armor that the Empire makes. Um, so, uh, you can actually get that made. So, it would normally cost 600 gold. Oh, um, in order to fit it for a dwarf, it's going to cost you another 200. I'm going to hold off on that. That's a lot. We're spending a lot of money on mercenaries right now. <laughs> Mike, no. a, another thing just to remind you, those uh, rings, I don't think you were planning on wearing one of those rings. Those rings are rings of protection, right? Oh, so right, right, right. I think they give us bump each of our ACs up by one. They do. I think yeah. AC, AC and, and saving throws. Saving throws as well, yeah. Yep. They're pretty nice. So don't forget about that. That's important. All right. Well, that gives me an AC of 20 then with those and the magic shield. So it's not bad. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. What's your AC now? 20. Yeah, that's uh, more than pretty good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll hold. I, I stay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the morning of the 18th. Let's find out what the weather is, please. Who's rolling? Oh, hell, I'll do it. Every uh, okay. Go for it. 2d6, right? I have um, an old brother in one. 2d6, yes. There's one. Here's the other one. Five. Uh, five, so, yeah. A, a brisk and clear day. Nice. You wake up, and you know, as you step out of your rooms in the Sun Acolyte, that today is the day that you return yes. to Ardenvul in force. So you come down into the common room of the uh, Stun Acolyte and you see Dalton's darlings are all down there and they're doing like the commando montage, man. They're like fitting their blades <laughs> and the thing, right? They're getting their armor on, tightening. They're helping each other like tighten their armor uh, pieces and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Strap it on their backpacks, you know, checking their, all their weapons. And they look, they, the whole troop, even, even Helio Gabalus looks over at you and they're all just like, yeah <laughs> let's right. do let's get these bastards uh so um all right um okay so you guys are ready to head out i assume is there anything else you want to do no oh there there was one thing that we should also make clear before we march the darlings up into this like you know uh armored uh you know uh uh, uh guarded gate mm -hmm. did we talk about uh the arrangement because we we know we got them kind of cleared because they they were they were wanted by the um uh by the guards right you know actually we didn't get them cleared we said we were going to take a day to think about it and well, we should have thought about that five days ago i guess yeah so, um, so I, yeah i think we were going to get them cleared it's just like whether or not we tell them or not <laughs> Right. right. I think yeah. we should tell them, and I think we should get them cleared. Otherwise, this is going to be a problem. Um, I wanted to kind of hold off on that just in case they tried to fuck us, like, in the next week or so. But if they haven't done that, and we've been able to keep them in the inn because they're afraid to wander around, 
that might also have been the secondary help there, right? Didn't you didn't you clear them with Eusebia? Didn't you tell them to, to make it yeah. all right? Yeah. Well, we I, I thought we said that we were going to hold off on it for a day, and then we would let her know the next day. Isn't that what we said? Right. That's true. Yeah. So you, can, yeah. you do you want to do that? Do you want to make it okay? Yeah. yeah. And then on the day, the night before we're set out to leave, we'll break the news to them about why they were wanted and that we got them cleared. Okay, cool. So right. not roaming around Gosterwick the whole time. Do you tell them that you, that you guys discovered the secret? No, I think we just leave it for now. And just that okay. we, yeah, we cleared them. Yeah. Just a mystery, right? So yeah. I, I guess the assumption is then when you guys get to the elevator that you're going to allow the knights to escort you so the rest of the army doesn't see. The, see. Or, we, or we just don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just don't talk about it. Then, then Dalton has no idea why we're getting special treatment. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's just he's just going to be a little bit worried about why we are so in with the with um with the lady in the of the town. Right, right. Okay. And uh, during this week before you head out, are you spending time with the darlings or what? Do you, yeah. Okay. Socialize with them, hang out, try and make friends with them. I mean, I'm not good at that, but maybe Onwear will. Ooh, Onwear, were you going to do your isocritus like research or no? Yeah, we were like looking during during the week. I think we were going to try to uh, uh, find out kind of if he comes to town. If he does, does anybody know like went before he went down there? Did he do any research? Sure, but you did that, right? I mean, you found you. Yeah, I you, thought you did that last session. I, I remember oh, listening okay. to you do this. Yeah, you got all that right. info. I hope you wrote that down and remembered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just don't remember. <laughs> So no, no, no. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very, we're very happily right focused yeah, okay. right now. I hope yeah, you understand. You're gonna have to forgive me, man. I did not rewatch the episode, so that's like a long time ago. But you played the episode, so I'm hoping yeah, that, that you're paying attention. I, 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 I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this with love as the one guy who. Uh, I was gonna say as the one guy who doesn't drink every session. This is this is very. I'm just drinking water today, man. <laughs> Anyway, I know, hey. last session too. So let's well, just I continue. hope you took good notes because I gave you a lot of juicy info on isocritus. But uh, you absolutely did. You okay. did. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, oh. However, okay. uh, while during the week, when you're when you're you know you dine with Dalton in the evening in the in the feast hall down below in the stun alkylite and stuff like that, right? Helio. Um, you're keeping an eye on Heliogabalus and Yost. It doesn't appear that Yost has fessed up anything, or maybe Heliogabalus has just sort of pulled back on the whole notion. They seem to be pretty focused on planning for this whole thing. And you guys are also spending your evenings planning out this whole thing with, with Dalton and everything, right? So um, there is one evening, however, maybe one or two evenings before you're about to set out, where you actually see um, the, the quiet but ever-present Isidore, the halfling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is busy. You you see him off in a corner one night, not drinking, carefully writing something on a piece of paper. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, and he, surrept, he, he surreptitiously right, right. hands it to a uh, servant who disappears into the back halls of the, of the stunned acolyte. And then he sort of joins you at the table, but he's uh, quiet. I, he's always sort of quiet. He's not a... He's not a teetotaler, but he always kind of maintains like a real even keel. When this happens, I would like to uh, take a bathroom <laughs> break. 
and tail the servant. And uh, if it's apparent that it will be clear that I'm tailing him when I get around whatever to the back hall or whatever, I'll use the cloak to okay. go invisible. So he doesn't he doesn't notice you, but you you trail you trail him out to the back um, the backyard basically, and he's yeah. sort of leaning, um, uh, having a smoke basically out there, um, and he's just sort of he's got this letter in his hand that's been put into an envelope, and he seems to be waiting, and uh, a a cowled figure wearing like a weather stained cloak um, basically uh, sort of trots up on a small horse basically, and, and holds out a gloved hand. How, how, what is the stature of this cow? Uh, it's like hunched, not like Black Rider Nazgul sort of thing, but like he's, he's, he's got his, he's, he's trying is to hide his. Short? his is he a halfling? <laughs> uh, no, he's not a halfling. Sorry. I, I, I didn't turn, I thought you meant like social stat, status. Um, but he's, um, no, he's like a human. You can kind of see he's like, he's bearded beneath the cow and he's got like, um, he's, like well traveled, right? Um, but he just holds uh-huh. out a gl- holds out a well traveled, like he's been up to Arden Vool a bunch of times. He has, um, he has like satchels that are also worn on this on the flanks of his horse. Okay, when I see him like approaching uh, uh, mm-hmm. on the horse, can I turn a corner without the invisibility? And I'm gonna act incredibly drunk. I'm gonna approach the servant to intercede before this exchange happens. Uh, maybe piss on his shoe and start going, oh. hey, buddy. Uh, Master, <laughs> Great Master Andre, what are you doing back here? This Slap his shoulder really hard. Back here, sir. Please. Uh, I couldn't cut the, find the chamber pot, so I thought I'd you know, find my favorite if, friend. If you, you were bringing us drinks the whole one night. Moment, I, just have to, I just have to pass off something to this to this gentleman up here who's approaching. And then... Uh, oh, what's this? Oh, is it a, sir, is it a uh, caricature? It's nothing that you need you to worry yourself, sir. Just some, Can you, I grab it? I grab it. Okay, he he attempts to to yeah. to, to not let you grab it. <laughs> uh, let's roll for it. Are you writing love letters to your mistress again? And I'm going to open well, it you, up and look at it. You, let's see. Let's see if you can actually snag it from his hand. Let's just roll a, a straight up straight up yeah, initiative yeah, yeah. roll. Sure, sure. David, just pay him, dude. Just pay okay. him. <laughs> Go ahead and roll d6. All right, roll. Okay, it's a one. <laughs> uh, Oops, uh, clearing a rat. Uh, roll. There we go. Out of five. Okay, so he's like, you, you, you grab for it. He's like, sir, I must insist. You, you, this is private, a private matter. Um, a private matter. The writer comes up. Pay him, dude. I've been sent for a message. Do you have it for me? Indeed I do, sir. If you don't mind, Master Onweir, if you please go back inside the inn. Um, oh my god. Can I see yeah. the face of this rider? Grizzled, worn. Was yeah. it like He looks like a, like a like a ranger sort of, you know, like a guy who's, you know, spends his life on his horse and traveling, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Uh, he's Thorkin, you know, good Good, good native stock. All right. You know. All right. Um, not a lot of people see in this moment. So uh, I guess I'll just let it happen. And I can't like throw money at him and say, no, he doesn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I could just try to grab it and get a run, but you All know. All right. So the uh, service is going to hand it over to the guy. 
Okay, I'll, I'll turn to the servant and say, what, what is this love letters for your mistress? You, 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 you don't, you don't want to get yourself in trouble. I <laughs> assure you, notes, sir, that this is not any of my personal business. This is simply, <laughs> if, if you require a message to be sent anywhere within Burdock's Valley, we would be happy to accommodate the stunned accolade. This is simply another client who is sending a missive. I don't know the contents, simply something we offer as part of the hotel's service. Actually, there are no such things as hotels. The inn service. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean in. Oh man, boy, do I wanna? Boy, is this man causing you trouble. He kind of put you pull. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say he pulls go, aside go his cloak because yeah. I got his hand on his sword. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to the guy and say, uh, "Move on, fool." <laughs> <laughs> This is business between me and me and, and me and the boy. Don't don't worry, uh, Byron. He's 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 just he's a little bit tipsy. He's in his cups a little bit. Now, if you don't mind, if you please hurry off and deliver that. All right, right. Will do. You can count on me. Last chance, or he's going to be bolting off. Right. I mean, I kind of I kind of want to lean in to like give give the servant a little whisper in the ear, and say, uh. uh uh, yeah, I, I'm going to do it. Fine, I'm going to lean into the servant's ear and say, uh, I'm going to kind of act drunk and say, yes, of course, I've had a few drinks. And I'll lean in and go, I assure you, if you give that note away, you will regret it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the most intimidating whisper I can possibly muster, I'm going to say, "Move, uh, tell the man to move along and it'll be okay. Uh, to move uh, Okay, to move along without um, the gonna, note. Okay, all right. this is cool. So you've got Laryl's cloak on, right? So your force of personality yes. is magnified even that much more. Yes. All right, so you're going to roll a um, yes. a uh, reaction check. So you're going to roll uh, 2d6. Mm-hmm. And I need to go find that thing. Give me a second here. Oh, my God. I have a 16 charisma, and it's plus two, you said. I can, I can never, roll ever. For the cloak find this table it's so annoying oh the reaction table yeah uh let's see monster reaction what's it called <sighs> sorry you can do it yep. john yep give me one moment okay i found the chart that i was looking for um okay so here's the deal your roll, reaction roll on where um, you get a plus one bonus because of your high charisma, and yep. you're going to get a plus two bonus because of the Laryl's cloak that you're wearing. Okay, when you try when you try to intimidate this guy. Cool. So I'm ready. Plus three so total. Plus three total. <coughs> That's going to be oh, eight, nine, oh, and eleven. Boy. Eleven total. <laughs> okay, so he goes white. Right, he's like, and he kind of backs away from me. He's like, um, Byron, on second thought. Uh, I'm so sorry for your time. And he sort of pulls out like a little tiny pouch of gold and uh, hands it to Byron. And Byron just sort of shrugs. He's like, whatever suits me. He grabs it and stuffs it and trots off. Uh, All right. Uh, Master Onwear, is, is there something they're not telling me? Is, is, is there something I've done wrong? No, my, my, my friend, you've done nothing wrong, but we are in a very precious situation and I need to see that note. I know it is not normally what a man of esteem and honor like yourself would do, but you must. You must. Uh, 
you must. <laughs> like, kind of like put my okay, we'll say that we'll say the role rides a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. sort of like, oh, okay. And he hands you the note. All right. Okay, so look at it. you open it up and you can see that there is, uh, it's written by Isidore, signed by him. Um, and you can see that the last name of Isidore is Fleet Fingers. This is, this is a, a surname Ooh. that you have heard before. <laughs> um, and it basically, it's what you basically thought it was. Isidore is in league with the Plumthorn gang or has some sort of contact. He addresses um, Phlebotomist by name and warns them that there is a great force yeah. that is about to come on them and yeah. wreak bloody vengeance on them and to, and to make ready. Okay. Cool. Um, I am going to nice job, David. that. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say... Uh, <coughs> apologies, guys. I'm come, going uh, uh, overcoming the flu. I'm going to tell... Uh, the, I'm going to give the boy uh, five gold pieces. Okay. I'm going to say, if Isidore asks, the letter was delivered. Think nothing, no more of this. Uh, yes. Very well. As he takes the five coins, which is more than he makes in like a couple sure. months. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. I'm, I'm so sorry if it was anything uh, that I right. did. I, 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 but I promise, of course, it's it's done. I, I sent the message. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pat him on the shoulder and say, my friend, again, you did nothing wrong. You are in the right here. I just had to intercede <clears throat> on the uh, for the greater good, my friend. Of course, for the of greater course, good. I, I, I completely understand. May I go now? Uh, you, you <laughs> all right, cool. So you intercepted that. Uh, all right. Do you do anything with Isidore when you come back in on Weir? Oh, of course. Okay. So first things first. Uh, <laughs> um. First things first, I'm going to uh, give a little time, come in, stumble back in like I took a leak, like I said. Sit with the gang, and uh, um, rather than, like, vocalize it, I'm going to just, like, under the table, pass the note so you can kind of read it under the table and give it back to me and sort of intimate to, like, be discreet so that okay. you guys know what it is, right? Now I'm going to pocket it again. Does yeah. that sound good? Yeah. yeah. Do you? Or I can take you aside and say it, but no, I still want to yours. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, give you a knowing look. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I'm gonna say cryptically is the intent, John. Oh, what, what if we bought our friend Dollar, uh, Dalton another drink? What do you say, Dalton? I'm always another round. Another drink. I'm well in my cups right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pat him on the back and walk him to the, the bar, right? So we're like we haven't really talked one on one the two of us. It sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> on the eve of our yeah. eventual victory. And... Um, when when I do this, I'm gonna look at you two. Just in case revealing this information to Dalton goes tits up because right. they're all in coats. <laughs> so I want you guys being uh, ready, uh -huh. you know, but. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in and, and say barkeep another another round for for myself and my friend here, and I'm kind of uh, haunch over the bar and say so, my friend. Uh, we are uh, uh, new acquaintances, but I'd like to say, uh, fast becoming friends. 
char charming uh, uh, man that you are, and of course, myself, uh, far more charming than your own <laughs> wizard. But we we didn't talk about you, Godless, right now. You're this nothing, about no him. argument for me. <laughs> Anytime you want to join the darlings, you're um, more than welcome, Anwir. I've I've considered it more than once in the, well, in the I'm week sure that we've known be you. Happy to have you. Um, <laughs> yes, um, and and I have to say I can vouch very much for the quality of your men. Uh, save one concern. Ah, speak up then. Uh, and I'm going to kind of like hush my voice and say, uh, how well do you know uh, our dear friend? How Isidore? well do I know him? Oh, he's, he's an integral member of the party, of course. He's uh, a thief par excellence. He gets, uh, has avoided numerous traps with the killed us all. <laughs> excellent man, excellent. And uh, if, if you were to find yourself in a position where uh, Isidore... <laughs> Uh, did the opposite. He he put you in grave danger. How would it make you feel? What would you perhaps I, do about that? I am not a man that likes to dissemble. Speak your mind if you have some sort of accusation to make against my friend Isidore. Show me. Tell me now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull the note out, and I'm gonna. With, let's say uh -huh, the beers sure. came out. Perhaps I don't know. As the viewers come out, I'm going to bring out a, note, like, yeah, a, coin, a couple coins to pay him, and with that, I'm going to bring the note out. I'm going to set it down next to the, to the beer, and I'm going to What's take a this, then? Uh, and, and look he at reads it. it, and his eyes go wide, and you see his, his face, like, gets red, and he's, he's, like, slams a fist down on the table. Everyone in the, everyone back at the table, at the feast, like, you know, you, you hear, you know, Mike, yeah. I just want to say that I'm going to interpose myself and the exit. Okay. And he's like yeah. that. And he looks oh, around yeah. and he comes to kind of, and he makes like a calming gesture to his men, you know what I mean? And, and women back at the table. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm going to, well, listen, on where we'll take yes. care of it. He, he will not I trust be a that you will. I can promise you that. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. I'm going to uh, pocket the note again, and I'm not going to okay. say a word about he it. He goes again. back to the table and like he, he change his face like changes into like merry making mode. You know what I mean? He like starts to like raise oh, yeah, toast, sure it does. you know, to everyone, and we're all going to have a great time. It's going to be a great adventure. We're going to get these bastards and all that sort of stuff. And you go to bed. All right. The next morning, when we actually rolled for weather and it's brisk and clear day on the 18th and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, as I said, you were coming down and they were all doing their commando style sort of thing, right? The last person to come down, what? well, what, first of all, you notice that Isidore is missing. Everyone else, everyone else is like, uh, uh, preparing and all that sort of good stuff. Dalton comes down and, uh, looking very, very grim, He's fully equipped, right? And you see that there is something wet that is trailing behind him down the stairs. <clears throat> and there's a few people in the bar that aren't just you, you know, in the early morning. Beautiful place, right? It's a stunned acolyte, right? And he whips around the head of Isidore and he just <laughs> plants it right on the bar, just like, and like everyone goes like quiet, right? Like deathly quiet. And Dalton 
is like his face is like like you've never seen it before, like grim, like death on his face, right? You've never oh, seen yes. this series before. You can tell that the other darlings have seen this face before, and it's a face that you do not speak whenever yes. he's like that, right? And he just looks at every single one of the darlings, like looks them each in the eyes really hard and doesn't say a word, and he just walks out the door. And like, oh, like, like, like the, the, like, yeah, the innkeep and like all the servants, they're all like, oh my God. Like, you know, they don't even know what to do. Like, there's like this dripping halfling head that's on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. worst uh, tip ever. Yeah. The, one, the one thing I'd like to do in this moment, the one thing I'd like to do in this moment is if the opportunity arises that Heliogobulus looks in my direction, I'm going to hold eye contact with him for a few. Sure, seconds. you can do that. Yeah. 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 He looks very, very nervous. Very nervous. He, you know, it probably is not because of you, but because of Dalton. But, um, but, you know, and Yost is Yost just has sort of like this small smile on his face, and as he kind of walks by, he's like, "I never liked that guy, anyways." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I pat pat Yost on the back, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the best of us. All right, so I'm gonna very carefully just take like a napkin and just drape it over the halfling's head. <laughs> Okay. Reach into my pocket and I'll put out ten gold and be like, "Sorry about the mess." <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very Star Wars of you. Okay, so um, yeah, so you head out um, and you're trooped up. Dalton is, appears to be like in sort of like a miserable mood, but now that he's got a focus, he starts to light up, lighten up a little bit. They all their darlings are pretty somber. By the time you actually walk out of town and you're on the Imperial Road south of town, right, um, and you go through that freestanding Imperial Gate, remember the walls haven't actually been built to connect it yet, right? Um, you see lounging about that gate, which almost looks almost sort of like a triumphal arch, just sort of sitting in the middle of nowhere, right? Um, in the shade, in the early morning shade of the gate is arrayed your men, uh, the wine dark cohort um, of uh, 21 uh, very uh, strong and capable warriors um uh, not not adventurer quality but uh, but but trained warriors uh they have exactly what you want they have uh they have their tower shields the tower shields are um are uh, uh decorated in a manner that they look like uh waves like the waves of the ocean like the wine dark cohort and it's like a deep um dark red like a wine dark red uh the tower shields and they are uh, armed with, uh, they have like short swords, like uh, gladiuses, basically, and they also have um, uh, spears as well, and long spears. And then the crossbowmen are also have short swords, almost more like glorified daggers, um, but they also have like big fuck off crossbows and, and full quivers. Um, yes. They look very capable. Um, oh. None of them, none of them look like they are fresh faced novices right like they're all like scarred up and like you know badasses uh and nicasia is just uh she spits out another toothpick puts another one into her mouth and she's like guess it's time let's do this john Man. i've been i've been gaming for like i don't even know like <laughs> 35 years easily and i have never been this excited about anything in my entire <laughs> i'm so excited right now all right all right <laughs> She says, uh, cohort, uh, for, I don't know, I don't know what they would actually say. Uh, form up, I guess is what, right. And they, and they form like a nice <coughs> ranks, 
Um, and uh, the darlings are all like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty nice. Uh, they got the mules, right? So that you can load all your gear onto it and everything, and you head up the Imperial Road. Um, uh, what was our, let's see, look at our travel times here. So uh, to get to Gosterwick, I mean, to get to, get to the base of the falls, um, basically nine miles. So you're going to be moving at probably 60. So it's going to take you about six hours to get to the base of the fa uh, falls. Um, right. Okay. So you head up the Imperial Road. You can see that attempts have been made by some of the uh, by uh, by the masons and carpenters to actually repair some of that road a little bit as well. So it's not as quite as overgrown as it once was, um, but it's still a lot of work to be done. And you can see off in the distance as you see the cliffs rising above you that the first foundations of the gatehouse have started to spring up across the road near the old tower. Right, you can kind of see it off in the mist there, but um, basically on either side there is the foundations being built, and there's a lot of work being done. You can see that there's a workman's camp has actually been set up there um, with special like weather-proofed um, tarps, like eel skin or something like that. I don't know. Um, uh, and they basically have set up camp there to basically work there full time, and so they're just getting up now and making their breakfast thing, their breakfast meals and everything. You can see the smoke on the air, um, and they're all to a man are all like wrapped tight in this like sealskin coats and everything, right? Like, so they can fend off the mist that's covering you. They hail you as you move through. Um, um, there is a small contingent of the Knights of the Azure Shield that are sort of looking over. They check your passes. Um, they ask if you would like escort up the elevator. No, I think it we're makes good. us look like badasses do not need what I think we're, we're good. Okay, so both Dalton's people and Nicasia both sort of look at you like, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and you see like Dalton sort of like giving the eye to the Knights of the Azure Shield, and they look right back at him, and they're just sort of, they're sizing all of you guys up, but they're looking at you, you know what I mean? They're looking at them, and they're like, mm, you know, they, they just don't really like adventurers that much. Um, and you head up to the up to the falls. And, you know, massive and impressive as it always is. And you head up and I, I assume you surreptitiously say the name. Yes. Okay. We do. All right. And you go up. Everyone's like, oh, my God. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> you get this huge army that's like going up. Um, and you make your way up. That takes one turn. And you find yourself at the top of the ruins of Ardenvul. Uh, let's switch over here to that, shall we? Up, up, um. Right over here. Lovely. Okay. So, at the top, which is right around here. They look stunned. So, the, Mer the, the Mercy scenarios have never been here. Right, Donald's darlings basically immediately start heading for the boulevard, okay, and, and the obelisk of the sun. Okay, um, you don't see any sign of Crastonisterex uh, flying anywhere, although you do see what appears to be his wyvern companions or servants. You don't know what they are actually circling around that tower in the southwest, so just sort of moving mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, and at this vantage point, you don't see any other movement in the city. Um, while we're going up the elevator, I'll just kind of kind of be prepping Nicasia for what she's going to see and what the terrain is like in the in the city ahead and that there's a boulevard and we're going to head right down it and, you know, keep your head on a swivel for like the ruins on either side just in case. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'll just like be prepping her. Gotcha. OK, so the moment <clears> they <throat> hit the boulevard, they as a unit, basically almost unordered, they basically are like and they like form up right on the boulevard and they march. Awesome. They march forward with their pikes, you know, in line as they move forward down the boulevard. Um, uh, and you make your way through that huge sentient oak tree dominates your field of vision as you enter the grand form. The tower of scrutiny to your right where you know the remains perhaps who knows what they are of osric lurk below <laughs> wait i thought we no we pulled him out we pulled we're him out oh, yeah, we oh, you're, you're right you're right we're used as ropes baby you're right i totally <laughs> forgot yep you're right that's all good um and you uh approach the great pyramid of thoth um and by this time that's about another six turns about another hour so you spent about seven hours. So by this time, it is um, April 7th is 15. So it's about three o'clock in the afternoon by the time that you approach the base of the pyramid. Okay. Okay. And so I, I believe that our, our plan of descent is to um, use the, uh, the stairwell that Dalton knows about that the halflings are less likely to be watching because theoretically they don't know about it. The one thing about that though, Matt was, um, I think you might've been tucking in your kid is that the mercenaries want like a straight in or out. They don't want to go exploring through Arden Ghoul. So we told them that we would take them down the straight staircase to oh, go okay. right down to the Dupuche room. Because technically <laughs> mercenaries aren't supposed to be used for exploring dungeons, right? They're, they're just not for that. They don't want to, they're used to fighting outside. They don't want to fight underground. So we convinced them to do the job just by going straight down the thing. So I think if you guys want to go do the Dalton dungeon door to go in the, the side part, we can still do that. Um, but I'll just take the mercenaries straight down the debouche room, down the main uh, uh, staircase. Bear in mind that us wanting to do recon is predicated on you not stirring everyone up with a 20, 20 man. Right. Why don't I wait until nightfall? Right. If it's three o'clock now, that gives you guys like basically like seven hours to make your way to the side room. Uh, let's see. It takes uh, how many turns to get down there? See, it doesn't taste like. Uh... Oh, shoot, I lost my, my notes on that. To get uh, down, it takes a it takes a while to get down. It's like uh, yeah, it's a it's a long path. Um, let's see. The pyramid, right there, and looking at the pyramid right over here. That is okay. Two, three, four, five. Oh, 24, I see 24 uh, turns. Uh, uh, no, six six turns on the stairs to go down. So that it's an sounds, hour. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I have on my notes. We'll so if it's 3 o'clock now, and then what time is sunset this time of year, uh, John? Mostly 7. 
Okay. So if it takes us an hour, we'll start an hour before sunset and go down. You guys could easily get to those brass double doors that we came through and just be like, have them open a crack type thing so that you can give me a signal or whatever when we come down. Well, here's like uh, timing wise, um, the cloak will give on three turns. So he's got 30 minutes of invisibility, right? The ring that I have, it'll last until I cast a spell or attack something. Mm-hmm. So that's going to last a lot longer. So we, we basically have 30 minutes to scout, like scout in and scout back. So right. we, we can't be in there for hours or we'll be or we'll be uh, found in toast. Right. The only other addendum to that, though, is like so you would activate that ring when you got to the um, halfling area. Right. Yeah. And okay. you will know because you're wearing I'll the blind. other Because yeah, I'll go you'll blind. Go blind. Okay. So if if we get into trouble and I cast a spell, you will instantly know. But the other cool thing about that is, too, is I will know when you activate the invisibility because I'll suddenly go blind. Oh, no, I have to instigate it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be the instigator to make you invisible. Mm-hmm. Oh, tricky. Okay. So, again, why don't we just do this? Why don't I give you guys um, three hours to go do the exploration through the side tunnel? <coughs> we'll start. As the light goes down, right? So that gives you three hours, actually four hours to get there, right? Um, right before we start, I'll make myself go blind. And then they can just guide me down the staircase. Okay, so we will wait. So uh, the f- four of us, mm-hmm. uh, Nial and Sam and Anne Weir and Avaricios, we go down Dalton's stairwell, mm-hmm. sneak around the back and wait for me to go invisible. Right. Basically. Right. So when, like when, when, when I get on the stairs, then I'll, I'll instigate it. Does it make us have the darlings with us? I think you guys take the darlings with you. Yeah. We have the darlings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That sounds good. Okay. It's, it, they know the way. Yeah. We'd need them. Okay, yeah. Is anything being cast or used right now? No, no, not yet. Okay. All right. So the, uh, Goran, you are the only PC and or and or NPC that is going to be joining the merch, right? Yep. Okay. So unless going- most or someone wants to come with me, unless unless we want to <coughs> split it up a little bit. But honestly, I think you guys have the more dangerous job, and I think you guys need the more more firepower than than the Mercs. All right, Goran, you know? do you want to bring the uh, the Mercs up to the top of the pyramid and stage them there? Well, here's what I was thinking, John. Where is the guard post in relation to this? Uh, the guard post where where the broken head guards are. Exactly. Oh, that's it's right up in the north, right at the top there. Oh, keep okay, it. great. Yeah. Can the, I want to keep the darlings in the lee of the of the pyramid so that they're not visible by the uh, guards. I would also suggest not having them be visible to anyone at the end since the halflings and the innkeepers are in cahoots. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Yeah, kind of the same thing, right? So, I mean, I don't think you can see the inn. Maybe from the top of the pyramid, you can see the inn. But uh, possibly, yeah. John, so- I want to stage them. I want to stage them basically in a defensive posture at the bottom of the, on the eastern side of the pyramid, away from like where people can be seen. Uh, so the, the southern side then. Right. The south, yeah, the southeast kind of corner there. If I'm, if the map is accurate, type thing. Sure. Okay. All right. Cool. 
Cool. All and, right, then, so and then right when it's getting starting to get dark, we'll start our descent. When we're halfway down, I will make you invisible, Ev. And then you can start your thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, John, there's one more um, magic item we need to track in doing this, which is uh, Shrieker, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the sling that makes the, uh, the loud noise. Yep. Do you want to give it to me? And then I'll do a Shrieker sh- shot at him, and then you guys will hear it and start your thing. I, w- I was thinking that maybe we have it so that you can hear us. Okay. And I, sh- I should probably have it because I'm going to cast Silence on uh, okay, Onward. Okay, so- First of all, like that, you will not hear it because you're way down deep, right? Okay. Right, like you're you're okay. you're like way underground. Well, okay. the, the, the like the Dalton the Dalton's group, like the people that are staying behind, that are going down with us and waiting, um, uh, for uh for us while we're mapping. Yeah. Right. That's, like those are those guys are only a few a few rooms away. Yeah, that's that they would probably hear depending on the barriers, but yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking because because uh, you know uh, uh, Gorand will know when trouble happens, and if we can use that shrieker as uh, like an alarm to let the uh, the darlings know if we have in trouble, then we can have a, a cavalry that comes in. How, how is okay. Gorin going to know that trouble's happening? Oh, because uh, he has the the other ring, right? Like if I cast a spell or attack anything, the invisibility ends. Invisibility ends. goes away, so his blindness will go away. He's got okay. the other one of the white rings. I'll let, I'll let you guys walk me through it. Okay, so um, <laughs> you uh, you guys have all the men on the southeastern side, uh, away from any sight, and then you collect everybody else except for Gorn, and you head towards Dalton's secret entrance. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before before we leave, we do that like you know forearm shake. Yeah. Right. We'll see. We'll see you down there, my brother. See what we do here. <laughs> what we do here echoes in eternity. <laughs> um, they don't. They're, and Don's like they're never going to know what hit them. It's going to be glorious. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that is. Uh, let me just check my map here. That's that number there. Okay, so Dalton's like right this way, gentlemen. Once again, I cannot promise that there will not be danger. Uh, so right to the west of the pyramid, there is a complex of buildings that um, that looks like they were once given over to like a, a whole bunch of priests. Like there's a, it looks like it used to be like a, like a, pr- a priest complex of some sort. And perhaps there's servitors just based upon like the it's, it's a little bit more mundane than some of the other grand places that you've seen. Um, but it shows the same general flattening that occurred some sort of catastrophic flattening to the West. Right. Uh, but there is one building amidst that, that is about 20 by 30 by 10 that still stands. Um, however, it's only the bottom floor. Um, and the top, uh, the top floor is basically caved into it. Dalton managed to excavate some of that on their way out. Um, and he shows you sort of like the path through the rubble. And he shows you that there is, um, there, is a first of all you see that there is a narrow chimney that pokes out of the rubble and then further away um, he points you to a staircase that leads down and he says this is what i was talking about you see it's basically choked with rubble he basically made they made attempts to sort of hide it a little bit so it just wasn't like out in the open Mm -hmm. 
it looks and he says it leads down about 60 feet down to that uh, wide staircase as I told you into a grand space with pillars are we ready shall we delve we are. let us right. let's do it lights what do we have okay uh, I will do I will do a torch oh uh, John I didn't tell you my spells for today um, yeah, I have uh, light and cure light wounds uh, prepared, as well as uh, silence prepared two times. Okay, that reminds me. Someone had my lantern at some other time, and I didn't think to ask to give it back. But I'm assuming I can have my lantern back. Sure. All right. So, uh, I'm sorry. So the lights. What are the light sources again? I was doing something. I, I, sorry, uh, Avaricius, are you lighting a torch? I can also light um, the lantern and we can just... Yeah, I mean, we, have, uh, we, have a, we have a large group, so yeah, why don't you do the, your lantern in the front and I'll do my... Uh, or I'll, I'll do my torch in the front, you do your lantern in the back. Okay. Uh, John, can I retroactively buy uh, some, some oil? Sorry. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I purchased a few, just like... <clears throat> you can just things. fill up off Shields. the cask yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Fill up off the cask. There you go, I'll fill up off the cask. And Avarisios is carrying a torch? Uh, yes, I do. I have okay. a torch. Uh, John, unless you're going to, like, uh, uh, you know, pig fuck me upstairs, you want to let me run an NPC? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can You can use, uh, you can run uh, Samantha if you want. Okay. <laughs> cool. Is her character sheet on the, in the folder? Uh, I sent a link. Uh, yeah, it's in the folder. Okay, the I'll find it. In the retainer folder. Got it. Okay, uh, and I would assume too that some of Dalton's uh, men actually like light torches as well, so you're pretty well lit. Um, everyone kind of got, gets their weapons out, right? They're ready to go, and they march on down. All right, let's do it. All right, who's mapping? Uh, oh, I guess I will map. I'm. Uh, you also don't have to if you want to make a beeline, but. Well, I think I think we want to follow uh, his path, right? Like we don't want to explore along the way. So right, right. Okay. <laughs> David, man, you sound terrible. <laughs> All right. I feel terrible. I'm sorry. That's uh, okay, my friend. Returns. Let me just write this down. Okay. All right. The whole troop goes down. So we have five darlings now. <laughs> and um, one, two, three, four of you guys. So nine, nine people total. All blazing light as you go down this wide staircase. Uh, the staircase itself is 10 feet wide. So it is actually wider than normal. And it opens up into the midst of a large chamber that your torches and lanterns illuminate. Uh, an immense pillared hall that's 20 feet high ceiling, so quite high. Looks to be like a huge store facility of some sort. Um, uh, there is a little bit of the sun that basically shines down from 60 feet above you um, that went down the, and it's uh, choked with cobwebs except for where Dalton went before. Um, there's dust and grime and broken masonry everywhere, smashed barrels and boxes, wooden furniture, all sorts of trash all over the place. Um, uh, looks to be that there might be something worth picking through if you wanted to take the time. There is um, a three-foot-wide path that has been cleared 
basically directly in front of you that leads um, towards uh, two double doors that are open. Dalton points to them. He says, that's where we came running down from. Uh, there are, uh, he says, oh, be careful there. And he says, like, in the path, there are actually two corpses that are lying face down on the path uh, hmm. towards the double doors. Um, Matt, both, are you going to map or? Yeah. Sorry. I can. Uh, John, where, where would be a good place to, well. to start? Yeah. You don't have to if you just want to, like, kind of move forward. Exploit, you, you know what I mean? I, it's up to you. You're, I mean, you're, I think in terms of process, I'd rather us just go ahead and get to the destination and like explore this later. But if we, if it behooves us to start mapping, yeah, yeah, generally I, I, if, we can. Yeah, I mean, I think if if we start mapping too much, and we're going to get tempted to get off. All right, so sure. why don't we not map now, and we'll map when we come back later. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so the both of the corpses are uh, corpses are recent, um, and their skin looks blackened and necrotic. Just from a Ooh, from nice. a quick glance, says we didn't bother looking at them, but they look like they've had a, a rough go of it. Um, they're wearing like chainmail and split mail, but their weapons and valuables appear to be gone. Actually, hmm. we didn't take them, old bastards. Mm. Um, so there are sixteen pillars holding up the area, uh, but you're going to move straight. You're not going to move into the trash. You're going to move straight ahead. Correct. Yep. Okay. So you move through some double doors. Um, okay. All right. So you move through some double doors and you see that there is a, um, a wide passageway that basically goes straight ahead. Dalton points to in that direction. Directly to your right though, there is also another hallway that narrows a little bit and you can see that there is a half a jar door where there is light leaking from it. Um, and Dalton's like, shh, do you hear it? That's what I'm talking about. And you hear like a, like a, a sort of low pitch, like um, uh, giggling which quickly turns into sobbing and then quickly turns into giggling again and then sobbing. Yeah. Love Mike? That. You're just saying no, Mike, is that what you're saying? Or are you waiting? Yeah. Like, no, 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 okay. get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, we put just, on the blinders and keep going. You're like, what is that? And then you also hear coming down from that, from that hallway, you hear like a click, 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 like multiple feet. And you see coming into your torch, like racing around the corner, uh, coming straight for you down the eastern side are uh, nine giant centipedes. Basically, they're doing an alien three maneuver where they're basically call crawling up on the ceiling and the walls are just circling towards you, just like uh, rabid, just fucking true. coming coming right at you. And you see all the the darlings like oh shit <laughs> as they're as they're coming for you. They appear to be about uh, one, two, three, about fifty feet away, coming around a corner all the way down there, just coming out of the darkness. Uh, I just want to say, dude, that I want to play Samantha the Red forever. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> Pretty powerful. Uh, I'm. I think we got to fight our way through them, right, guys? Because I mean, it appears that they've noticed us yet. They're coming towards the line. They're coming. They're like uh, swarming to attack. They're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got to kill the. Bugs. I'm gonna get to the yeah. back of the crowd with my right. uh, my no. Uh, uh, yeah. 
The back or the uh, center? <laughs> okay. Samantha, Samantha's going to attack. She's well. I guess we're all attacking, right? All right. So, so you're, you're 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 setting yourself like you're. Is anyone bracing or anything like that? Can I brace with a rancer? Uh, you certainly can. Yeah. Yeah. Hell uh, yeah! I, I'm going to brace. I'm going to just uh, like to run behind everyone else. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the back of the line. Yeah. Get 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 protected. Yeah, I'm I'm going to uh, uh, toss down the uh, torch that I'm carrying and take out my mace. Okay. Cool. Right. Do I have the shrieker still? What's the deal with there? Yes. Oh, I won't use it because yeah. it's loud. Yeah, but nobody's going to hear you here anyway. Well, more of those things might. Right. That's true. Okay. The giggling and uh, sobbing stop, by the way. Um, I rolled a Great. two for initiative. Who's rolling initiative? I'll roll. It's a six, right? <gasps> a two, John. Okay. Let's right. let you beat me on the reroll. Come on. Five. You bastard. A three. <laughs> All right. So you guys are just basically bracing. Yeah. Is what you plan to do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, some of Dalton's darlings actually uh, rush forward to attack. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, how am I going to run this? Basically, there's like, what, five of them. Um, mm, let's just say that they're. So many, yep. John. So many of us. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hold on one moment. Okay, we're back. Um, so I've decided that full transparency that I don't have it within me to actually run a massive battle with uh, basically where I'm fighting myself for a, a large portion of the battle. Um, so just judging by the strength of the centipedes and the strength of this uh, very large party, I'm going to say that basically you make short work of them. Um, maybe a couple hit points here and there got taken off, but we're just going to sort of hand wave it and call it a day since uh, yes. centipedes are distracting and we've got business to take care of. So they basically uh, uh, hew down a couple of them. The rest of them retreat at the same time as you guys are, as Dalton's like shouting for you guys to run down that hallway as fast as you possibly can. Cool. I love it. Yeah, right. that makes sense. That's what we would want to do anyway. All right. So you run down the hallway um you can see that you're passing a few places where it branches off to both east and west and then even further down uh branches off to the east um he he stops you right before um you've gone about 10 20 30 40 50 60 70 80 90, excuse me about 100 feet down this long corridor branching side to side and all that kind of stuff and he stops you um the whole group before you enter this last part he says we're almost we're almost there um, now, be careful. You hear that buzzing, and you can hear a lot of buzzing, actually very familiar buzzing. Sturges. Um, and so he says, allow me to lead the, the way here. And he comes in with his torch, and um, you can see, like, there's, like, angry, like, and they come come into the, um, into the torchlight in this large chamber where they have a nest in front of a, a fireplace. It's about a... Uh, uh, about a 45 by 20 foot long rectangular chamber with a fireplace on the northern wall where there's a, a sturge nest has been. And there are, um, however, you can see, and you probably remember from his description from before that there um, directly in front of you is a door, but there is a Thothian teleportation circle that is right in front of that door. Not really blocking it. You can just kind of walk over it and sort of, thing, right? directly in your path and the path from where you guys are standing right at the beginning of this chamber to 
over that teleportation uh, circle to the door is delimited by a set of sticks that is dripping with some sort of foul-smelling goo, right? And Dalton that looks back. That is my least favorite kind of goo. Yeah, uh, Heliogablus is sort of by you on where, and he's like, we didn't put those there. Take note. Mm. Um, but they do come in handy. Uh, mm. Watch your step what now. There's some sort of substance that's been smeared on them that seems to repel the foul beasts. Mm. Don't step off the path. Interesting. Um, no wonder and, they're so mad. And you, uh, you, I assume you don't. And they're basically, there's like a cloud of them. There's like 18 sturges, right, in, in the room. Um, and you can see that it's a couple of shiny things sort of poking out of the nest, just a few mm -hmm. feet away, of course, right? Um, uh, all sorts of interesting things. Doors on the other side of the room. Doors to your right. That's one's ajar. Uh, and, but you moved along the path, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. We do. And we over have the a singular purpose. Yes. And you march through a very small door and you find yourself soon enough uh, down a passageway about 10 feet. It opens up into a square 20 foot by 20 foot chamber with a spiral staircase that goes directly down. Um, mm. uh, Yvette, the cleric of Debelaton, closes the door behind you and says, let's let's go. Down we down we go. All right. Just getting more maps up here. Maps. Okay. And bringing up a map over here. I'll get Albert showing over here. <laughs> Huzzah. We are all so excited, John. All right. Now. Now you probably need to map. If you're yeah. yeah. Okay, so you you descend. Um let's see. Staircase. Oh, it goes down well, a long way. So you actually go down for about 300 feet. All right. So 300 divided by 60 is what? Um, five turns? Yep. So five turns and probably about a turn to get to that point as well. So another six turns. So um, Everest, your torch goes out. Everyone else lights a torch from Dalton's Darlings as well. Um. And now it's almost exactly 4 p.m. Everybody else, do you light another torch or no? Um, yes, I'll do another one. Okay. Have torch. Onward's lantern is still lit. And you collect yourself in, you find yourself in a uh, 20 foot by 20 foot chamber. Um,. Let's see. I'll give you like a general thing, and then you can just move the whole thing over whenever you find out cool. how it lines up. Um, okay. So you're going to want to do it. So I'm not going to count it out for you, but um, you're going to want to do it right around here. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you said 20 foot. 20 by 20. Come on. Let me do my little line here. There it goes. 
<laughs> Left hand of Lucille. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a stair, there's like a spiral staircase, like right in the middle, like a circle right in the middle, basically. Right. Um, it looks like the chamber used to be dusty. It's been disturbed since Dalton came down here. And he's, it, what was interesting is, is that it appears that there is no exit out of the room. Uh-oh. Oh. And Dalton sort of smiles at you. And he kind of moves over to the western wall and he goes, look. And he puts his hand through and it's like his hand just disappears into the wall. Oh, oh very okay. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't take credit Ooh. for it, but we did we did find it. You know who found that illusory wall, actually? I have a feeling he's not with us. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be correct. <laughs> uh, he won't be fighting much anymore, will he? <laughs> he's uh, sleeping with the fishes. Exactly. So that whole wall is actually illusory. And as you pass through, um, actually, I should ask, is there anything that you're ready to set off at this point now that you've reached this this level? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I don't think, I think we're going to wait closer until. Okay. When, when is the point where you want the scouting party to break away from the main party? Uh, we're going to leave the main party near the brick wall. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, we're, wherever we think that they can be like uh, unseen and nearby. Okay, gotcha. I think right by the brass doors. Yeah. Right that's by the, the brass is. doors leading to the bush room. All right, so you enter, uh, so you pass through, that. so that entire western wall is... Um, illusory and then it opens up as you pass through into an identical 20 foot by 20 foot room exactly adjoining that room to the west okay uh and you it looks pretty unremarkable you're not really sure what it what it was it might have been like a foyer of some sort um, but there are uh, two doors. There is one that leads directly west in the northern part of the western wall. And there's one door that leads to the south on the western part of the southern wall. Okay. However, when you step through, you see all the darlings look a little bit bemused. Dalton himself looks a little bit worried. He's like, I could have. He says, Yvette, didn't we, didn't we come through here? And he... He puts his hand on a section of wall that's directly to the east of that southern door. Like, there was a door here. We came through the door. Look for a seam. And he's like putting his hands on it. It's like, it's, it's not there. Uh -oh. I'm not lying. We, did, we came through this. It must have been a one-way door of some sort. But there's... Well, that's unfortunate. We can't go back the way that we came. Can someone tie a rope around my waist and have me go through the illusory wall again? <laughs> sure. They, someone can do that for you. Sure. Real quick. Uh, I just you, want to test it. If I do that, do yep. I end up back at the staircase? You pass right through. Okay. All right. I'll come back. Hmm. All right. Can we... Hmm. So there's this, no seams or any... There, yes, there was a door that, right there. I know it's there. I have no way of knowing how to open it from this side, but this, it was just a short jaunt down a corridor back to that room where you had quelled uh, the uh, the dust devil or whatever it was back there. And so this is the, the section of wall just east to the of the door that we see? Yep, you got it, yeah. It's like, well, uh, this is our first obstacle, gentlemen. We, do we forge ahead into the unknown? I don't know if we have much choice. 
I kind of agree. I mean, I, what what is uh, what is this uh, uh, door to the south? What does it uh, what does it look like? Uh, it looks like a normal like a normal door, like a wooden door banded with iron. Okay. Can we listen sure. at it? Sure, you can. Um, so you put your ear to the door on where listening careful, <laughs> you can hear whatever lies beyond you hear low, like, Oh, oh it's the moaning room. Oh. It's our moaning friend. Which one was the moaning room gang? Uh, when we, before we got the, uh, the feathers, if you look straight down, mm. like right here. Mm, gotcha. Well, uh, I mean, can we can uh, can we search uh, this door? Can we see if we can find any kind of hidden uh, thing to press or any kind of way to activate what could be this hidden door on this side? Uh, do you want to spend a turn looking? You don't have to. I think it might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They also spent a turn listening at the door. Uh, so you search and you, you you know exactly according to Dalton's directions, like where the door should have been, right? Um, and using a turn to carefully look, you can definitely see that there is a, um, it, it's very, very faint because it was so well made, right? But there is a faint seam that you're able to try to trace out with your fingers once you kind of find the line, right? Where that door was, but it is absolutely flush masonry like there's no crowbar you know like nothing like that that you can that you can wedge in there like it's just like there's the presence of the door but the means to open it no hmm. so it does seem to be like a one-way door <clears throat> can we listen at the westerly door sure. real quick sure you can not to get us too sidetracked, but I'm curious. Well, Anwar, why would you not want to distract us from our overall uh, mission <laughs> of death and destruction for halflings? <clears throat> no. I will I will have it known that I voted to kill the halflings in the first <laughs> encounter we saw them. I was the first one on the halfling uh, kill sure it, it took you it took it took you guys a few months to come around to mine. I'm pretty sure there's a meme about this somewhere. I'm pretty sure that you're a so, you've been meme. Uh, you don't hear anything at the western door. All right. Um well if we go into the money room, we're probably gonna have an encounter. We know where it goes, more or less. And you try to backtrack around, but uh, I could also peek a, an eye in this other door first, if we want, just I mean, to see where it leads. Or it's impossible to backtrack back up the stairwell, come back up to the uh, top of the uh, pyramid, and then just go down the main staircase. I mean, we we can't. I mean, yeah. it, we can just see who's making the moaning. I mean, you know, weird. We can handle a moaning guy. Come on. If he's moaning, he can't be that healthy. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's crack the door open and look in. Crack it an inch and see who's okay. moaning. So you open the door and you see that there, you're actually are, uh, in a narrow, uh, a, ten, a 10 foot wide quarter basically beyond, but actually uh, heads 45 degrees to the southwest in a zigzag fashion. 
uh, and it goes for about 20 feet in that direction before it cuts back at a 45 degree angle heading to the southeast. You understand? Hmm. Uh, and how, how far does it go this way? 20, 20 feet and then 20 is yeah, opposite, basically. I'm assuming. Kind of like this. Actually, yeah, it's actually 10 feet. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um, oh, see, now I have to do editing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sorry. It's weird when it's at an angle to count like the, you know. Now, where is erase? That's what I need to do. Let me just get rid of it. Oh, there it is. Right, so uh, anyways, like it, it heads to the southeast. However, on the um, southwestern portion of that of that uh, jag that goes down to the southeast, you can see that there are certain there are two sections of the corridor wall which have actually been removed. Like they're sort of like archways that lead and you can hear moaning coming from with, within both of those little entrances. They're very, very narrow, about three feet wide now you, okay, that's what so, that you can see from a distance right you have not approached them and so they are they are along these uh uh angled walls uh like, like around uh, on, here on the, on, no around the um the southeastern jag okay so down in here yeah All right, all right. Um, so your light, well, your light illumines that it basically goes down. Then uh, I don't know how to actually convey this, but um, about thirty-ish feet before it jags down to the southwest again, and that's and that's that southwestern wall is basically got um, a couple of openings in the southwestern part. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's the overall like corridor is shaped like a lightning bolt, right? Dunk, dunk, dunk. Like yeah, basically, that. yeah, yeah. With a couple of like narrow openings in that one section that lead into the moaning area. Right. Okay. It's a, it's yeah. Gonna get grabbed I'm giving you, by I'm giving you like the worst possible dimensions to 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 for your one night of mapping, Matt. So. Is that do okay? Uh, it's not. It's not quite right. It's a little bit longer on that southeastern jag, but don't worry about it for now. All right, we um, can fix it later. Anyways, we kind of have to wrap up here. Um, no. Yeah, I'm afraid so. <laughs> I'm afraid so. I know it's a little bit anticlimactic, everybody out there, but um, uh, I do have to get up early in the morning for this new thing I've got to do. So, um, we'll leave it there as they're kind of approaching and trying to find out the source of these moans and we'll get to the assault proper, assuming everything goes uh, according to plan uh, next time. So um, that'll be good because we'll hopefully have uh, Mort with us. And he's not, he's not getting the dagger back by the way. <laughs> Love that dagger. <laughs> uh, and when everyone, when everyone assembled for the assault, we'll see how that plays out next time. Uh, okay. All right. My vengeance is delayed for another week. <laughs> yep, indeed. Sorry. We get to savor it. I was hoping we get to it too, but we got a little bit wrapped up and stuff, but still fun. Uh, 
Okay, so I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, everyone have a great week. Don't forget that you've been watching 3D6 down the line. And please don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to hit the bell icon as well. So you get notifications whenever we post something new. Um, with that in mind, we will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Bye now. Don't see you. Don't forget Thanks, to look, John. Don't forget Thanks, to look John. for my OnlyFans site. <laughs> <laughs>